Welcome to Steamy Stories. This daily podcast features the best developing authors of love stories, along with exotic journals of passionate and explicit human interaction. Our curators have selected stories each day, bringing a diverse collection of storylines. Some are historic, some are futuristic, but they all relate to the human quest of physical and emotional desires for sexual expression. We delve into the youthful discovery of sexuality. We chronicle the vast expressions of healthy affection and sex drive. We feature the creative ways that real people overcome life's adversities and limitations and still find sexual fulfillment. And we celebrate the successes of people who restore losses in their love life and go on living in a pleasurable and generous way. Balanced sexuality is essential to healthcare for body, soul, and spirit. Subscribe to Steamy Stories podcast in your mobile apps and browsers. And now, today's story. Cock, available for marriage. Man answers ad in fetish dating site. By Subleroy. Cock, available for marriage chapter 1. Cruising the web one night I stumbled across a dating site for people wishing to explore fetish and alternative lifestyles. I was reluctant to join because it's hard to know just how secure these sites are, I'd heard a lot of horror stories. The one thing I liked was that they were very strict about mature age requirements. A birth certificate and photo ID were required but kept confidential. I also had to file an affidavit that I was indeed who I said I was, and that I was over the age of 21. All females received free memberships, but as a male, I'd have to pay a monthly fee through direct withdrawal out of my checking account. Once I had jumped through all the hoops I had to verify my membership through an email account. I figured I had nothing to lose, so I joined. After spending several hours checking out postings, one in particular caught my eye. Cock wanted for potential marriage. There was no picture and the profile was very simple. Single women looking for a cock with no romance. The cock must be available for marriage. The response instructions were very simple, interested cocks were to send pictures of themselves only, no other body shots. The bottom of the profile contained a secure link for responses. I was intrigued, yes I was single and available for marriage and I too wasn't looking for romance, I just wanted sex. Most guys would turn and run over the marriage part. But not me, there was something very erotic about being in a solely physical relationship. Romance seemed overrated anyway. I read the short profile over and over, what if, I thought, this person were actually a gay male or some other sort of a setup. Against my better judgment, I decided to go ahead and respond, but be very careful and think my actions through. I like the idea that there was a woman out there so straightforward that she stated she just wanted a cock, no romance and none of that relationship bullshit. Her honesty was very refreshing and I found it quite a turn-on. Getting a hard-on for the picture wasn't all that difficult, I started some porn on my computer and watched it while adjusting my presentation. My penis is a full 7 inches, not too overly large, but I knew how to use it, or should I say, it knew how to use me. Being an amateur photographer, I focused on lighting and appearance. I shot my penis from many different angles against a white background. I edited my profile with no picture and to say simply, cock available, no romance required. I fired off the three best pictures with a short message. Cock needing a vagina.
Then I waited. After a long two weeks, I finally heard from her. Cock, I received your reply including the pictures of you. I need to verify your size and performance. At the bottom of this email you'll find an address for a doctor's appointment that I have set up for you. Your check-in name is T.C. Johnson. It was signed, Vagina. It also had a P.S. Your sperm count and semen volume will be measured, so I suggest you don't spew your ejaculate between now and the time of your verification. The appointment was scheduled for the next Friday afternoon, which was five days away. As I was reading the note, I became so aroused that I naturally started beating myself off. I had to stop myself before I came, I needed to store up my seed for the evaluation. It was going to be a long five days. On the day of the appointment I awoke early and spent some extra time getting ready. I took a long hot shower and shaved away all the hair on my genitals. Then I critiqued myself in front of the mirror and removed any stubborn hair that remained. If I was going to be a cock, I wanted him to look the part. I decided not to wear a suit, I thought dress slacks and a button-down shirt would be more appropriate. I punched in the address I was given and my GPS led me to a high-rise office building in the middle of town. I parked in the ramp and entered the main lobby. The note directed me to suite 1124. I scanned the listing behind the glass panel on the wall. The name next to the listing for that suite was Dr. Lori Phillips, Reproduction Services. I entered the elevator and pushed the button for the 11th floor. A short ride-up ensued that culminated when the door opened to a long hallway. Everything up to that point seemed normal, but still red flags were going off in my head. Did I really know what I was about to get myself into? I was reaching the point of no return. I could turn and walk away and forget the whole thing, or I could continue down the hall to what my mind was telling me was my destiny. My sexual hormones were shooting through my brain preventing me from turning back. My mindset shifted from being an average man to that of a walking penis longing for sexual release. I located Sweet 1124, opened the door and walked in. It was just a normal-looking waiting room. I went up to the receptionist and gave her the name I was given, T.C. Johnson. She just smiled, apparently knowing that it couldn't be my real name. Okay, Mr. Johnson, you're all checked in, have a seat and fill out this form on your medical history. The doctor will be out shortly to get you. To my relief, the waiting room was empty. I took a seat and filled out the form, it was all the standard questions at first, then the last section was very personal, it had questions like. How many times a week do I masturbate? What is the normal amount of my ejaculate? Have I ever impregnated a woman? And of course, when did I last masturbate and what was the outcome? I answered the questions honestly, pleased that no one was there to look over my shoulder and see my answers. I am a normal guy who jacks off regularly, a couple times a day on average, I usually pop a healthy load. No I haven't impregnated someone, and my final answer was 5 days ago, and I creamed my sheets. Of course I cleaned up my answers a little, after all, this was a medical form. Once the sheets were filled out, I occupied myself by checking for messages on my phone. The minutes slowly clicked by, I kept looking up at the front door, praying that nobody else would walk in and see my answers on the forms. I was shaking with a combination of arousal and fear of the unknown. I didn't want anyone to see me. 
A commotion in the room caught my eye and I looked up to see a woman standing over me. Mr. Johnson? Yes. I'm Dr. Phillips. I looked up and saw a normal-looking woman in a medical uniform, she was tall and thin with short blonde hair. I rose to my feet and she reached out, shook my hand, and took the forms from me. Come on back and we'll get started. She led me down a short hallway to her office. Have a seat while I look over my notes, by the way, congratulations on your pending nuptials. Oh thank you, I said as I nodded in acceptance of her well wishes, the reality of the situation sinking in. I started to wonder if I had made the final cut, why else would the doctor think I had pending nuptials? I see here your fiancé has requested that we check your sperm count, volume, and sexual performance today. As you will find out, we have some unconventional techniques for testing here, some may even embarrass you. Please keep an open mind and remember, we are medical professionals, and we do this kind of thing every day. All I need is your signature that you can send to the testing today. She pushed a paper over to me, and I looked it over, all seemed normal. I reminded myself of my name that day and scribbled the signature, T.C. Johnson on the paper. Just then a young nurse joined us, she had a sweet smile, and her mannerisms put me at ease. Mr. Johnson, this isn't my nurse, she will be assisting me today. She'll take you back and we'll get started. I followed into a small room next to Dr. Phillips' office. All seemed normal at first, she took my height and weight and had me sit so she could get my pulse and blood pressure. Your blood pressure and pulse are a little high, but that's normal for men when they first get here, we'll check it again later. A medical assistant came in and took samples of my blood, filling three vials. She asked me if I was taking any ED medications or receiving any treatment for an STD. Both my answers were in the negative. The assistant filled out a form and labeled the samples, then she nodded to me and left without saying a word. Follow me, Nurson said, we need to get a urine sample and check your control. At this point things started getting a little weird. I followed her and she led me to a sterile looking room. I didn't see a toilet or even a door to another room. She sat on a stool and moved a rolling tray close to her with a series of test tubes on it. I need you to fill these tubes one by one, stopping for a minute between each, I'm required to watch you do it so you don't cheat. Cheat? Just how am I going to cheat? Some guys try to fill the tubes without waiting the full minute in between. This procedure is not only to get a sample, I will also be checking your bladder control. Give me your penis and we'll get started. Holy crap, I thought, being surprised by her blunt request. I started fumbling with my zipper, finding this simple task very difficult to do with an unfamiliar female staring at my crotch. This is no time to be shy Mr. Johnson, here, let me help. She grasped the little tab on my fly and pulled me forward to her. She gingerly unzipped my pants and reached in past my underwear. She took my semi-limp cock in her hand and put one of the test tubes over the end of my urethra. She pointed to a red line on the tube. Fill to this point and stop. I tried to focus on the line and released my urine stream, it didn't take long before she ordered me to stop and she started a timer. I gritted my teeth, trying to hold back my flow. I was surprised at just how difficult it was to stop a stream once it had started. 
I did my best to hold back until the timer finally went off, but it wasn't easy. The nurse took another tube and caught a few dribbles of urine off the tip of my penis, then she had me start again. She repeated the process until I had filled six of the tubes. Then she handed me a flask so I could finish. She started to label the samples and I put my penis back in my pants, I reached for my zipper but the nurse stopped me. No need for that, you won't be in those pants much longer anyway. So I stopped and just stood there watching her as my penis found the freedom of my open fly as an invitation to show itself. The nurse looked at me and then my crotch. Good, we'll need that to get hard, that's our next step. She had me follow her down the hall to an exam room that at first looked pretty normal except for the chair in the middle of the room. It looked like a recliner but with stirrups. She pointed to an open locker on the wall. It's time you removed all your clothes so the doctor can examine you, put them in this locker, and have a seat. I removed my clothes and got in the chair as instructed. She took my legs and put them in the stirrups and reached down and cupped my balls which we tied against my crotch. This won't work, she said, the doctor won't be able to examine you that way. She walked over to a cupboard and took out a small white terry cloth towel. She turned on a sink and let the water flow, testing it periodically with her fingers. When she felt that the temperature was correct she saturated the cloth and put it in a plastic bag. She burped out the air and sealed it. You're going to feel some warmth and a little discomfort, with that she put the bag over my balls and had me hold it in place. The doctor can't examine you with your scrotum up tight against your body like that, please keep this in place and get yourself hard, the doctor will be in shortly. I could feel the warmth of the water cause my testicles to drop while I began stroking myself to arousal. I laid back and closed my eyes wondering just what type of exam I was about to receive. The thought of having the doctor view me in an aroused state actually was a huge turn on for me. I could just imagine what being a cock to a woman yet unknown to me would be like. I had no idea, but I liked the thought. When the doctor came and she didn't even knock, I heard a commotion at the door and there she was. She looked down at me wearing medical binocular loops with a small headlamp. She took them off long enough to greet me. Okay, Mr. Johnson, let's see what you've got. I know this will all be strange to you, but believe me, it's necessary to give you a proper exam. She pulled up a stool and sat in front of me, she removed the water bag from my balls. They now hung low and were dangling free. She moved her glasses back over her eyes and focused on my hanging junk. She separated the boys and examined each one of them closely. She weighed each one in her hand and took notes. My erection was stiffening even more with her touch and the doctor noticed. Don't worry, we'll get to him next. Cock meets twat. Nurson moved forward, small tape in her hand, and took several measurements of my ball sack as the doctor took notes. So, said the doctor, I see it's been five days since you ejaculated. Good, your balls seem full and we should get some good samples. I found the use of the word samples intriguing, maybe she used the plural sense by mistake. Her attention finally shifted to my throbbing member, she took it in her hand and the nurse used the tape measure to check the length, girth and circumference of my engorged head. She went to the cupboard and came back with a package that looked a lot like a straw. She removed the paper sheath to expose a long thin beaded metal rod. 
She put it to her lips and added a generous supply of saliva. She handed it to the doctor who showed it to me. Mr. Johnson, this is a metal-sounding rod, I will be using it to check your urethra, just relax, and you may find this pleasurable. Ah, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I'm puzzled as to why the nurse used her spit instead of lube? Simple, she said, we can't use lube if we want to get sperm samples, it'll contaminate the sample. I know it's strange, but it works, some patients are even aroused by it, which helps with the extraction. She took a tight grip on my shaft and proceeded to thread the rod into my pee hole. She kept sliding it in, checking for resistance. She kept it going until only the very tip of it was left in her fingers. She slowly pulled it back out and then threaded it back in. I started arching my back as I started to feel a climax coming on. The doctor noticed and, get a sample beaker ready, I think he's ready for his first sample. She spit on my cock and began stroking me in a circular up and down motion while moving the rod in and out. So, are you a squitter or oozier? Strangely I knew exactly what she was talking about, I tried catching my breath long enough to answer. SS squitter, definitely a squitter. And brought two sample beakers, one as a splatter shield and one to collect the sample. Dr. Phillips spit on my cock three more times and quickened her motion. Oh God, here it comes, I said with a grunt. I pushed my feet into the stirrups and began humping the doctor's hand. The doctor removed the sounding rod and the two women, each with a beaker, positioned themselves in front of me. Anne's beaker was held over my cock head at a slight angle, the other was upright and directly below it. I held my breath and gritted my teeth. As if on cue, my stream erupted, hitting the bottom of the first vessel, then slid down and dripped into the second. My manly pump thumped in a steady rhythm, each pulse sending a mixture of relief and pleasure to my brain. The doctor held my penis still, clamping the head between her thumb and forefinger. The surges slowly diminished and then stopped. Nurse and moved the lip of her glass beaker directly under the opening of my urethra as the doctor squeezed every drop of semen from my steadily deflating penis. I was breathless trying to regain my composure. Both beakers were moved to the counter where and drew up the globs of my ejaculate into a syringe. She showed the full vessel to the doctor. Good Mr. Johnson, now just relax for a couple of minutes then we'll need you to make yourself hard again. We need to get two more samples to measure the decrease of volume between your ejaculations. Here said and, this is our call button, push it when you think you are ready again. I laid back, wallowing in the mind-blowing experience I just had. If this is what being a cock is all about, I'm in. It didn't take long before I was pushing the call button, a guy has a second sense when it comes to their manhood, and I knew I had another load in me that could be more than the first. My penis was hard and bobbing in anticipation. Without knocking the nurse entered the room but she wasn't alone. Accompanying her was a young brunette that was introduced to me as Beth, not Nurse Beth, just Beth. She was attractive in her own way, a few extra pounds, but still very attractive. Beth will be assisting me with the next two extractions, said Anne. The thing I noticed most about the new assistant was that she had a uniform all her own. Instead of the traditional medical attire, hers was a lot more reviling, it was like the uniform was designed solely for the purpose of sperm collection. It was a tight-fitting button-down white dress that barely covered her crotch. 
The very low-cut braless top exposed her ample tits. She looked almost as aroused as I was, her erect nipple stuck straight out under the tight-fitting fabric. She took my erection in her hand and dripped three long strings of saliva over my purple head. Her tits hung in my face as she worked my rod in her soft, petite hands. I was panting and breathless as I reached another powerful orgasm. All I could do was wave my left hand in the air, and the women understood my signal. As before the two beakers were placed in front of my pulsating cock, as it spew my seed in another powerful orgasm. Oh, said Beth, I didn't believe you at first, but you are right, he sure has a live one doesn't he? And took the beakers as before and sucked my ejaculate up into a syringe. She showed it to Beth who was noticeably impressed. As I watched Beth examine my sperm sample she leaned over just far enough to put her scantily clad ass in the air and in my full view. My cock sprang back into life again. Ah ladies, I said somewhat embarrassed, no need to come back, I think he's ready again. And indeed he was. More of Beth's saliva, more views of Beth's tits, and I was soon shooting into the beakers again. I hardly remember driving back home that day, but I do remember beating off in the shower for a half hour when I got home. It was then I realized that my cock now controlled my life, and no matter what vagina had in mind for me, I was ready. Again, the waiting game ensued, this time nearly three weeks had passed until I heard from her again. It was an email with a very short message. Cock, I have two more tests for you, be at this address in a half hour. This time it was seductively signed. Waiting vagina. Only a half hour? That didn't leave me much time, the first thing I needed to know was how far it was, could I even make it if I hit heavy traffic, I wouldn't know until I punched the address into the GPS in my car. I took a double take when I finally focused on the address, it was in the same building as the fertility clinic, but the suite number was 1125. That's right across the hall. I started my car engine and headed off, I should have just enough time to make it, and it helped that I knew exactly where I was going this time. I pulled into the parking ramp with only five minutes to spare. As I rushed to the elevator, I glanced at the wall plaque, Suite 1125 was the law office of Angie Harrison and Associates. If Vagina wants me to visit an attorney, things must be getting serious. Could it be that I'm the finalist? Hopefully I'd soon know. I rode the elevator up to the 11th floor and immediately found Suite 1125. I was a little out of breath when I walked through the glass panel door. A kind-looking young lady with a warm smile greeted me at her desk. You must be T.C. Johnson, have a seat and Angie will be with you shortly. I had barely sat down before the receptionist had me follow her down the hall and into a large office with black leather-clad walnut furniture. The walls were decorated with numerous framed diplomas and citations. A thirty-something lady was seated behind the desk. She had long jet black hair and was wearing a blue business suit with the top adored with large brass buttons. Her thin silk blouse gave a sexy touch to her ensemble. She wore sophisticated dark rimmed glasses that gave her the appearance of the highly intelligent person depicted on her wall. Welcome Mr. Siebers, I'm Angie Harrison, have a seat and we'll get started. Wait, what did you just call me, I asked, somewhat startled. Timothy Siebers, isn't that your name? Well yes, but how do you know that? 
Easy, we ran your license plate when you went to the fertility clinic, but that's not important right now. Her receptionist took a piece of paper from her and handed it to me with a pen. First, we need you to sign a confidentiality agreement so anything I tell you will never leave this room. I read over the straightforward agreement and signed it with little hesitation, I couldn't wait to hear why someone would go to such great length to find a cock. Angie had her receptionist sign it as a witness then it was stamped with a notary seal. The receptionist left and I heard a clicking sound as she locked the door behind her. Angie stood up and offered her hand, I reached out and shook it. Cock, I'm vagina, now we can talk. My mind went wild daydreaming about being a cock to this sophisticated, highly intelligent woman. I immediately started checking over what I could see of her body, trying not to be obvious. Can I call you Tim? Of course. You can call me Ong. Angie turned her attention to her laptop. Looking over your results from the fertility clinic, I see you are off the charts. Your sperm count is high, you ejaculate like a horse, and you seem to have no issues getting a solid erection. They didn't detect any STDs or any signs of any ED medications either. Tim, I will give you the basics then I'll answer any questions you may have, she said with a smile as I looked into her bright blue eyes becoming somewhat infatuated with her. Simply put, I need a cock to give everyone the appearance of being married. Appearance, I asked. As you can tell from my citations, I am very focused on my law career, and I also plan to run for Congress next year. The thing is I don't want people prying into my sex life as they would if they thought I was single. I work very long hours and my ambitions aren't going to change. With a cock at my beck and call I can fulfill my sexual desires, and if it's my husband, nobody would think anything of it. If I select you, I'll need you to quit your job, move in with me, and become my house husband. I want children, so you'd be like a normal stay-at-home dad to them. You will need to sign a standard prenuptial agreement and be given a healthy monthly allowance and your own car. I gave her an understanding look as it all seemed to make sense, her intentions were clear. Do you have any questions, Tim? Yes, your note said two more tests today, can I ask what they are? The first test you already passed, you dropped everything to get here in a half hour, which shows dedication to the idea of being a cock. I'll need you to drop everything you are doing and come fuck me anytime I'm in the mood. What's the second? Get naked and come around my desk and fuck me. Please? You heard me, part of being my cock is to be ready at my every whim. So, get naked and come around the desk and fuck me. I need to evaluate your performance before I make my final decision. I only have a half hour before I have to be in court so get busy. She wiggled off her panties and put them on her desk. I hastily removed my clothes and crawled around her desk. She pulled up her dress and revealed her well-groomed pussy. Her pink lips looked full, fertile, and inviting. Her clit was swollen and ready. She slid slightly back in her chair and pointed to her crotch and said, Cock, meet vagina, she's wet and waiting for you. I gave my penis a few short pumps, and it sprang to full erection. I slid my manhood deep inside her as my animal instincts took over me. I moved up and down thrusting deeper and deeper into her. She grunted along with my rhythm. 
She unbuttoned her dress and squirmed to get out of it while I continued humping her without missing a beat. I shot my seed deep into her with countless orgasmic pulses of mutual climax with a person I just met three minutes ago. We definitely had an attraction to each other, totally physical as it were, but a connection nonetheless. I dismounted her, and she took several sheets of Kleenex to wipe my heavy load of semen from her dripping pussy. I was about to apologize for making such a mess when she stopped me. Don't worry, everything in my office has been scotch-guarded. This is where we'll have most of our sex. We'll also likely make good use of the ladies' room at the courthouse. I can never tell when the urges will hit me. She folded her dress and placed it on her desk next to her panties. She stood before me wearing nothing but her sheer blouse. She took my hand and led me to a couch and had me lie down. She jumped up on me and impaled herself on my waiting rod. She rode me hard, stopping only to check her watch. I lost count of how many orgasms we each had, but it was many. She looked at her watch again then hesitantly dismounted me. She wiped her sperm-drenched vagina and got dressed. Congrats Tim, you've made the final cut. I'll have one of my associates write up the prenup and I'll get our marriage license application while I'm at court. Get hard and stay that way until I get back. By Subleroy for Literotica. Thanks for joining us for today's steamy story. Come back tomorrow for another tale of explicit romance and passion. We hope you found pleasure in today's story. Be sure to subscribe to Steamy Stories Podcast in your mobile podcasting app. Our podcast server and website also contains our full library of past episodes. Happy dreams.